How's it going? Welcome in. It's episode 5 of the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast. I'm Eric Stenholm alongside Joey Moore. Crazy week 11 to recap. We'll go into week 12. We'll give you some picks for next week and we'll give you Joey's wildest take. His Feels Great Baby. Um, a lot to get into this week. Vikings were on a bye. I don't know if you, you knew that, but uh, they were idle last week, so... Uh, I feel like we should start with the 49ers since clearly nothing happened with the Vikings last week. Uh, Niners trained in Colorado Springs at elevation, went down to Mexico for Monday Night Football, and Santa Maria, what a beatdown in Mexico City. How's it going, buddy? Yeah, I feel pretty great. Last night was uh, last night was what uh, it's supposed to look like. When you draw it up with uh, the players that they've acquired, not only from the past, recently, also, yeah, that's what it's supposed to look like, but feels very great. Yeah, a lot of moving parts down there. It was fun to watch. I've, they kind of started slow, but really from like the middle of the second quarter on, you were like, this is exactly, and that's why John Lynch was losing his shit in the, in the press box. That was a great video. Is he's like, this is exactly what I have been building. Like, you as he a fan must should, have been like, whoa. He probably should have said, finally, because <laughs> the only guy they've added with big, Big piece, McCaffrey, but, I mean, this team was struggling on offense for a good part of the first half of the season, mm-hmm. and finally, it started to roll like it's intended to, um, and yeah, you said it, it It went exactly how they want to play, like, get a lead, 14-3, I mean, they made it 14-10, but get the field goal at the end of the first half, and then the the second half, credit to Miko Ryan's third straight game of the shutout, Um that's a. I wonder when the last time was that happened in the league because that's an insane stat. They haven't given up a second half point in what is that? It's like almost a hundred. Not minutes. since they gave up a <laughs> lot of second half points to Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, we're both since we started this podcast. The Vikings and Niners both three and one. You had your bad moment at the very first podcast when uh, Mahomes carved you up, and then I may or may not have had something. I, they last were week. idle. Yeah, I I didn't see anything. I didn't really get any texts from anybody either. I, I, we must have been on a bye week, I guess. But looking at the the schedule for the Niners coming up, now that you're six and four, you own the tiebreaker over the Seahawks. After that performance uh, in Mexico City, you got to be feeling like, hey, the NFC is there for the taking if we play like this more regularly. NFC, I'm not sure. Like, I I still think it's going to be difficult to. I mean, forget Philly, but. To catch your Vikings, I still I just don't see that happen. They'd have to go. Uh, I think they'd have to go five and two at the, at worst to catch them um, for the for a two seed. Um, and again, still have to win the division. I mean, like Seattle's not going to go away. A big game in Seattle, uh, the Thursday night game, their right. uh, their Thursday night game of the year. But yeah, they have seven games left. Um, five are at home. The next three are at home. Um, they don't leave the Pacific time zone again. Their only two road games are at Seattle, which has been a house of horrors ever since I can, you know, turn on the TV and watch football. And they go to Vegas, which again will be another home game because every single person I know that has any interest in the 49ers is trying to get tickets to go party on new year's day in Vegas to watch what an absolute clown show that's going to be in that city. Pray for the airports, pray for the hotels. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but the the schedule, the travel, they got they went to Mexico or like you said, Colorado Springs, Mexico. They're done with that. Um, 
they have a, I mean, they should should beat the Saints this week, um, barring something catastrophic. Mm-hmm. The week after that, Miami, I mean, hell of a game. I mean, win or lose, hell of a game. Get to see our good buddy Mike McDaniel, who's got their offense humming. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> We're a big McDaniel podcast. We say that every week, but, like, every week you're like, is he going to turn Tua into the MVP? And it's like, man, did the Niners have a hell of a coaching staff in, like, I mean, 2019. I mean, like, look at the – like, if you look at some of those, like, expected yards per attempt, all that stuff, like, Tua's, like, damn near first in all of them. Mahomes is there, but, like, okay, given. Uh, Joe, Joe Burrow's also there, but Jimmy Garoppolo's right up there. Like, the man is playing the best football he's played in his, his career. He shows up in the pink suit looking like everyone's dad out there. I mean, excuse me, daddy. Uh, like, I saw if, that he's clip. Gonna, if he's going to play the way he played yesterday, look out. I'm trying not to get, like, hopes up because, like, it come crashing down next week. He could throw a bunch of those, you know. You could lose 40 to 3 exactly, next week. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But, like, that's why people get excited about, the t- like, li- Granted, it was Arizona, and super looking forward to Hard Knocks tomorrow night to watch this train ride. Oh, oh, oh. But, yeah, I, it's supposed to look like that. And, and, and not only was he not a, just a participant, they made him play Arizona. They would do the five- and six-man guys at the line of scrimmage. You're not going to run. And, and I've never seen the Niners. I don't have you know the fancy stats to back it up, but go five wide like that often. With mm-hmm. with Jimmy and and it, all it was was man to man. That's not part of Kyle's offense. Yeah, all it was was man to man, and it was like, can Isaiah Simmons cover Christian McCaffrey on a slant in the slot? No, he can't. Can their backup corners? They had you know Buda Baker's a really good player, but Byron Murphy was out. They had backup corners like the former Raider Trayvon Mullen. Like if Brandon Ayuk killed him on a couple slants in in the red oh, zone. Oh, he looks so good right now. Like. And even just the, the off-schedule stuff, the touchdown, the first touchdown to Kittle, like, it's like, Ron, what's he going to do? Usually he gets you know, get happy feet and panics maybe, maybe a turnover. Nope, just boop. And it's like, if, if Jimmy's going to play like that, it's like, okay, like, wow. Maybe he just doesn't care. He's like, you guys have tried to trade me. He's like, you guys have tried to cut me, replace me, all this stuff. And he's like, I'm still here. He probably feels invincible. And he also probably knows he's making himself quite a bit of money. And looking good coming off the bus is an understatement. He comes into the game yesterday in Mexico City wearing that red suit, pink suit, whatever it was. And they show him getting off the bus. And, of, co- and of course, my wife, Jamie, immediately is like, whoa. And of My course, wife also. Yeah. Immediately they pan to Colt McCoy. And you're <laughs> like, that poor guy. Why are they doing that to him? Colt, journeyman, you know, just trying to you know, put together a decent performance on Monday Night Football and they do him like that to start the game. Uh, I thought that was hilarious, that clip, when I saw it. But, yeah, man, Jimmy is, this is his moment right now. Even more so than in 2019, he is getting his due with everybody. Yeah. I I mean, good for him. I mean, again, it could come crashing down, but... You know what does bother me, though, is like I was watching the, you know, the talk shows this morning and they're like, you know... Still, like, is is he going to be the reason why they don't lo- they don't win the Super Bowl? Like, they're like, oh, look at all these weapons. Is he going to be why they don't lose? I'm like, okay, is he like a superstar? Like, absolutely not. No one's pretending. But can we like after his performance not lead with like, is this guy going to eventually blow it? Like, I don't know. It's yeah. just like same thing. I'm I'm sure Kirk Cousins is like it's never it's never because I throw the ball like on time, right? 
it's, yeah. it's it's like like you know did the you see did you see some other quarterbacks that, yeah. this this week? Did you see them? Yeah, did you see you the ones in New York? League, I mean, yeah, Zach Wilson, <laughs> Daniel Jones last week. Mac Jones was awful. Matt Ryan was awful. I mean, there were <laughs> it when you look around the league right now you start to get an appreciation for your quarterback if you have even just a mediocre one at this point. Like, the the Panthers are starting Sam Darnold this week after starting Mayfield the week before, P.J. Walker the week before. It is a tire fire over there. And if I mean, it's champagne problems for, you know, know, Niners and Vikings fans right now. Like You're right. And I I want to – I actually think – I give Kyle and John a lot of credit the way they – like, it sure – there's no way he comes back if he felt, like, completely disrespected by how they Mm -hmm. went. There's no way. Like, I don't care what the money – there's no way he decides to stay here after all that has happened to him trying to get rid of him. If they didn't – if there wasn't some type of, like, relationship there that was positive. Mm Mm-hmm. I think what he's probably more, if maybe, maybe I'm totally wrong, but what I would be more upset with him is not only did the Niners trade him, they trade for Lance to replace him. Like you just said, how many teams said no to him this off season? I I don't care that he was hurt. Like, you know, Deshaun's not hurt, but Deshaun had his whale of problems and it was like, no problem. Like if they think you can play, like he was always going to be healthy before week one. Right. You know, and these teams all run most of the same offense. Like, look at Cleveland. Your season's done before Deshaun. Mm-hmm. What if you would have paid Garoppolo $6 million to go, like, keep your season alive? Carolina, Matt Rule, you might have a job if, if you had Jimmy Garoppolo. Mike Tomlin, you might be a playoff team if you had Jimmy Garoppolo. All these I'm guys. Gonna, I'm going to say this very quietly. Denver. Denver. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, what? Oh. <laughs> Somebody, I saw it today. Denver, if they had Drew Locke, would be a playoff team. And, and they, they had the numbers to back it up. So here's a stat I saw. Uh, but you're right, Denver. All if of them. Denver had Indy, scored Indy, eight, Washington. If Denver had scored 18 points in every one of their games this year, 18, they would be nine and one. It's incredible. I mean, who would not only are we a Mike McDaniel podcast, we're an, we're an anti Russell Wilson podcast. Which I never thought I would because I used to like the guy, and now it's all just completely fallen apart. And that contract is. Whew. We go from the 49ers and their incredible week over to the Vikings, who I've been pretending it was a bye week. You're trying to convince me that it's just a blip on the radar. I did see a lot of negative stuff, but my point is, in the 40-3 to loss to Dallas, obviously things spiraled out of control early. For me, it was Christian Derisau, our first-round pick, our left tackle, who to this point has been graded the number one tackle in the NFL on PFF. He goes down with a concussion in the first quarter. Immediately, the offensive line just completely collapsed, and it was a runaway freight train for Dallas from there. So, obviously, a, a ton of negatives that I could take out of that game. But my my overarching thought is this is a team who's had basically no injuries the entire season. We had three or four different weeks where we didn't even put out an injury report before a game because there was no one that was even questionable. It's been extreme injury luck to this point. And then we have our first significant injury where our starting left tackle goes down and the thing completely unraveled. So a lot of things we got to look at as a Vikings team right now. But probably a good idea to put it in the rearview mirror, especially with a game coming up in a couple days on Thanksgiving against Belichick. You got to just put that behind you, right? 
Oh, you said it. My biggest thing was Christian Darrisaw. Like you said, he's been awesome this year. Back-to-back weeks, I think, with a concussion, or was it two weeks ago? Yeah, two it was out of back three? to back. Yep. Back-to-back weeks with a concussion. I'm no doctor, but probably not going to play three days from now, especially no. after what the Tua situation. Whether or not he's feeling good or not, they're probably just going to say, we can't have it. Absolutely. Big problem when the NFL sack leader, Matthew Judon's coming to town. Uh, Bill Belichick. Um yeah, but but going back to the Dallas, yeah, the, the, I think it was Kirk Cousins' most time he's ever been sacked seven times. I think I, I saw on the broadcast, uh, the line caved, and and again, it's people want to blame Kirk. It's like, did I mean, sure, could he have been better? Probably, but it's hard to do. It's hard to throw the ball when there's three guys grabbing at your legs because they can't they can't protect, and it's not like Dallas is rolling out, you know, me, my mom, and my dog at the defensive line. Like, I mean. They they'll they'll get after whoever's whoever's in front of them, but yeah, I um that that was the biggest thing, and and then the just defensively they could not cover Tony Pollard out of the backfield. Um, right, I think it was on the on the second one. I the second one I think was uh, Jordan Hicks uh, just 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 wheel not even a wheel mm-hmm. right. He just he just ran, ran by him, and yep. that's, that's a tough matchup for him, uh, Hicks. Um, but yeah, I, Tony Pollard. Uh, killing him on the on the in the passing game and and Dak was was good and was really good but yeah um, if I was yeah. you I wouldn't panic too much it's not like you lost to Denver like you know my Niners did or Chicago <laughs> or Atlanta Our, I mean you lost to I mean yeah it was a score but who cares so my buddy Johan who listens to our podcast he was saying shout out Johan yeah I never Big, met you but. Good dude, used to but work winner. with him, big big 49er fan. He was like, "Oh, I didn't even know that." Yeah. You should do power rankings cuz his he was telling me you still have to have the Vikings in your top 5, right? And I said, "No." So here's my top 5 as of right now. Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, Philadelphia, wow. and Dallas. That's my top 5. I think the Vikings just be, uh, their two losses were to Philadelphia and Dallas, who are both top 5 teams, so I get it, but when you have a loss like that and it becomes so clear that any one injury can affect your team to this extent, I don't think you can put them in the top five. I would probably have them sixth, seventh, eighth, somewhere in the Miami area there. So if you were to do your top five power rankings right now, how different would it be from mine? I would definitely have Kansas City number one. Yeah. Um Number two, I would probably have – I'd probably have Dallas number two. Wow. Okay. I had them um, five. Like they're – I'd probably have – this is one that wasn't in yours. I would probably have Tennessee three. Wow. Like Ahead I, of I, Buffalo. I, Ahead of Buffalo. Oh, I, I'm – I – Again, power rankings. I think Buffalo's got a good chance to win the Super Bowl. Not easily, but like, yeah. But like right now on whatever today is, the 22nd of November, no, I can't put them in the top five. Wow. Um, they're, I, we'll get to this later, but I'm not entirely sure they have a happy Thanksgiving. Um, wow. And and like, I, it's, it's something's a bit off. I mean, they easily could get it back on the – 
get the train back on the tracks, but no, I, I wouldn't have, I'd probably have, uh, Philly. It's gotta be in the top five. And then the I'd Niners. I'd probably have Niners four and Philly five. Yeah. You mentioned Tennessee. I mean, I'd, that I'd game like, on Thursday. I wouldn't changed. even have, I wouldn't even have Buffalo ahead of Miami. I wouldn't. Wow. I feel like the consensus around the league is that Buffalo is clearly the second best team. They you know, should be. Yeah. But, I mean, but the results haven't always matched the expectation. I get it. Tennessee. Josh Allen has two and a half times more interceptions than Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> always got to bring it back to Jimmy and his stellar season. I mean, he's him. Him and G. Him and G. I saw that yesterday. <laughs> I was like, I am going to be hearing that for weeks now. Him and G. It is, is going to be until he, until he overthrows somebody. Yeah, over the middle. He tries yeah. to throw it to Kittle, and it's yeah. a pick to the safety, and then you'll be like, he is no longer I'd be like, back I would to Jimmy. be like, where's Trey? <laughs> so you mentioned the Titans. You have them three in your power rankings. I probably had them maybe eight or nine, but they're definitely trending way, way up. That game last Thursday against the Packers, we were texting back and forth during that one. It was just a beatdown. I mean, it was what a team Mike Vrabel always seems to put together Right now, I mean, you got uh, before the season they were basically written off as a regression candidate. There's no way they're going to be in the conversation again, and yet here they are, hell of a coach. It's a, it's a big win for the organ. I mean, they dealt AJ Brown, and everyone's like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it's it's doubling down on what we do. Like, yeah, we're not going to pay a receiver. Like, you know, not that they said this out loud, but like, you know, Tannehill's not throwing the ball over the yard. Why are we going to pay a receiver, you know, 25 plus million a year, mm-hmm. you know, invest in, you know, Traylon Burks, who I'm not a Tennessee Titan, you know, follower every single day, but I think that probably was his best game of the season. Looked one of them. Great. And, uh, Derek Henry's not fun to tackle in December, January, uh, offensive lines, Doing Tannehill looked really good. He had that one. I texted you. I was like, "What was that?" The yeah. interception just totally unnecessary. I think it was like yeah. second and one in Packers. It's like, yeah, we're no, yeah. but I, I he was he was really good defense. And it's just yeah, the attitude from Vrabel. Like, I mean, the only thing that went wrong was their offensive coordinator had a few too many brewskis and you know <laughs> whatever. But you know, probably shouldn't do that. Uh, yeah, there. I I love Tennessee. Kansas City last week, we had them. You you wanted them uh, minus five and a half. They didn't cover, but they did get the win in dramatic fashion. And I feel like the consensus around the league right now is that Mahomes has wrapped up the MVP. Uh, maybe a late charge from Tua could get him there. But, I mean, he is just flat out killing it right now. I feel like, you know, that was, a, first of all, it was a kind of a tough week last week. Not a lot of, like, great games. And then the Sunday night one was an awesome game. But, uh Mahomes probably – we need to have this discussion. Like, does he not get the respect he deserves? We we said last week maybe he gets LeBron-type, you know, respect from the media where it's like, yes, he is great, but we're not going to give him the MVP this year because this guy had a great year. Oh, maybe not next year because this guy had a great year. Like, are we losing the forest for the trees here and not just accepting Mahomes is the best player in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, it's exactly it's 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 LeBron fatigue type thing. But yeah, I mean, uh, but to start with the MVP thing, yeah, I mean, I think if it comes down to him and Tua, the thing that anyone's everyone's going to say is like, yeah, Tua got Tyreek, like mm-hmm. Patrick lost him, 
and put up as good, if not better, numbers than Tua did, and you know probably wins the division. Very potentially get the one seed. And Kansas City still got. I looked at the schedule. Kansas City still got two more two games against Denver. They haven't even got them right. yet. <laughs> and so this like, whole Kansas City Invitational every it AFC is it's Championship AFC game, it's, it's the Kansas City Invitational. Again. It's uh, like Buffalo. You beat them, and I'm like, oh, the, the, everyone's like the game's going to be there, and it's like, and then Buffalo loses to. You know, they lost to your Vikings, but they lost even a worse game. I thought before that, Miami. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, they're like not even. They're not even going to win their division. Oh yeah, they lost to the. They lost to Zach Wilson. We forget about that. Yeah, they've lost it, twice in the division. They're not even going to win the division potentially. And now you go not only at Kansas City, you're going to have to maybe go before them. You probably have to go like at Baltimore, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no, I it's it's the Chiefs and. But all the talk before the season, especially among like advanced stats people, is like, watch out for the Chargers. And also, oh, Denver's pretty good. And, you know, the Raiders, they were 10-7 and 7 last year. Like, it's not going to be the same old Chiefs. They might be better than they were the last two years. It's like people well, I saw underestimate the, I saw how much I, a player I, like Mahomes means. I saw all the memes and all the videos of people who were citing the offseason. Like, oh, the AFC West spent like half a billion dollars to to challenge Patrick Mahomes and it's over before Thanksgiving, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, it it, it kind of is. And um, no, he's he's better. He's I mean, if you were starting a franchise tomorrow, I mean, how would you not take him? Yeah, everybody's like Burrow or Herbert. Who would you take if you were starting? And I'm like, hey, Mahomes is like what, like three years older than those guys? Two years older? You take Mahomes a hundred times out of a hundred. Yeah, Herbert's an interesting one because he's he he doesn't have any like negative anything about him, but like they don't win. And like people point at like, you know, whatever, ownership, GM, like Brandon Saley, it's like it's very fair. But like I think this it's is now I, year three for him and no playoff games. And, and I mean I, on the on the opposite end, like kind of Mahomes, everyone likes to say, Oh, he had Alex Smith, a nice little runway with Andy Reid, and it's like or he was just going to dominate. Like, yeah, sure, those guys helped, but like, he was going to dominate with whoever he had. And, and, uh, I mean, Herbert did not play, you know, <laughs> play bad at all, like Sunday night, but it's just, uh, yeah, it's just the Grim Reaper. Yeah. He does not lose on the road in the division, 14 and 0 in his career. That Pretty is insane. Nuts. That's one of the crazier stats. Other than Denver, if they would have scored 18 points, they'd be 9-1, which is an insane stat. One more thing before we get to your Jack and the Bum of the Week. So last week, we were all over Detroit uh, playing against the Giants. We have said it for weeks that the Giants are pretty fraudulent. Um, so it was kind of expected when they really just completely fell apart against the Lions. They're huge underdogs in Dallas on Thanksgiving this week. So with that in mind... I'm going to float something by you here that our friend Nick Wright over at uh, Fox Sports floated earlier this week. That's the dude who I got the half a billion thing from. (laughs) So, the Vikings got clobbered 40-3 to by Dallas. Dallas is very unlikely to be hosting a playoff game because Philly has such an easy schedule. So, Philly's going to be the one. The Vikings are going to be the two. Very likely the Niners will be the three. The Bucks will be the four, Dallas will be the five, and then you'll have some combination of Giants, Seahawks, you know, six and seven. With those seven teams and those seven quarterbacks, 
are we discounting the possibility that after all this, it's still going to be Tom fucking Brady in the Super Bowl? I mean, there's a chance, but I still like when we get there, and it's if you the go by, go by your theory, the go by your theory, right? He's he was playing play Dallas. In the first one against Dallas, and I know unless, they won in. You know. I know they won in Dallas beginning, but I think Tampa's more hurt than they were. I ugh, I don't if, know. Tampa Bay has an easy schedule in the set, and now that they're off of their bye, if they get the three seed, then they would play you know Seattle or New York. So say he plays Daniel Jones, or Gino oh yeah, Smith. if he plays Daniel Jones, then the next round he would play Kirk Cousins. Or Jalen Hurts, and then the next round he would play again, Kirk Cousins or Jalen Hurts or maybe Jimmy G. But in all of these games, there is not, other than Jimmy, who's playing really well right now, there's not a quarterback who has had any measure of playoff success in the NFC. And the more I look at Tampa's schedule for the rest of the season, how things are breaking with the Giants are just, they've banked too many wins, they're probably going to make the playoffs. Seattle's banked too many wins, they're probably going to make the playoffs. We need to... Keep in mind that he's 45, but the GOAT has a path, and it it was not there three weeks ago. They won against Seattle and Munich. They won against Atlanta, and now we're like, oh, boy. (laughs) Are we looking at yet again? Well, a couple weeks ago, I I was uh, convinced my feels great baby was that the Bucks, Packers, and Rams were all going to miss the playoffs. Well, looks like two out of three of those are going to be right. Uh, I mean, yeah, of course it could happen. Like, of course it could. Yes. I mean, they're still decent. I mean, and he's going to be by far, obviously. I mean, you could, you could put him in the AFC. He's going to be the most, you know, experienced winning. I mean, you know, he won't be the best, but he's going to be the most prepared. Yeah. But that's my point is if you put him in the AFC, you know, Lamar, Patrick Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, all these great players. In the NFC, it's like Hertz, Cousins, Jones, Smith, Garoppolo. I just Tom Brady. I just never <laughs> I just I mean people people I that's I've, to me that's like an NBA conversation. It's like, "Oh, you they start naming players and it's like I think that's I don't know, maybe that's just being, you know, kind of looking at the like Niners perspective, like we like last year. Oh, how is he going to beat Aaron Rodgers? Like, well, how is Aaron Rodgers going to move the football against this defense? <laughs> like, you know, like he's going to. Oh, he's going up against the Vikings. Like, is Tampa going to stop the, your offense? I mean, like, it, there's other there's 52 other guys on the team. I <laughs> like I. I just the, I, I there's like, no is, is, is Tom Brady good, yeah. at 45 years old going to go to the freezing cold? It in Philly and and win. I don't care who, I don't care if Jalen hurts has no playoff wins or not. I, I just, I don't, I mean, it, it could I'm, happen. I'm just working. It could happen. It's a, it's a lukewarm take, but the more I look at the list of quarterbacks, there'll be seven that make the playoffs in the NFC and six of them or five of them are going to have no pedigree. Jimmy has He's participated. five playoff wins. Yeah. Five playoff wins at this point. And then Is it really five. Wouldn't it be two in twenty nineteen? Four. Oh, four. Yeah, two in twenty nineteen, two in twenty twenty one. Still, but still, it's that's it's four a times big as many as Dak Prescott. Yeah. 
four times as many as Kirk Cousins and an infinite amount more than Jalen Hurts, who's 0-1. So that, that's just one thing that was – it crossed my mind. I saw Nick Wright make this big, long point about it, and he was exasperated. He was like, it's going to happen again for the 11th time. I'm like, well, he's, un- he's undefeated since the uh, since his wife cheated on him. Yeah, and people <laughs> – this is a very, very lukewarm take, so take don't take it at face value. But this guy needs money. Like the whole. Oh, FTX I was thing, I was talking about that with my dad. Oh, like, it's it's a problem. So like, well, everybody's she's got like, she has to be paying him, right? Yeah, it, it, this guy needs money. Uh, bad things have happened to him in many regards in the last few is months. This, is he's, this is this another Phil Mickelson? Oh, quite motivated right now to find some kind of solution. So you mean Maybe, the Niners aren't going to get him at a discount next year? He's going to be playing until he's 55 if this whole FTX thing is as bad as it appears on its face. Uh, I was thinking FTX could be a candidate for your jack in the bum of the you're week. Gonna have to ex- honestly, you're going to have to explain to me what exactly that is. I don't really follow the news that much. I just heard it's bad. I oh, don't know bad. exactly. Like I don't know why it's bad, but I heard like it's bad. Like It's just you know him and Steph Curry and Larry David and all these famous people put a bunch of their personal wealth into that company and then it folded. Like, it just completely went under last week. I guess the CEO was kind of misleading people or something. But the whole thing fell apart. It was and like Fire some, Festival. Yeah, it's the Fire Festival <laughs> of crypto is exactly what happened. And it's like, Tom may be playing for another 10 years with that whole fiasco. Um, let's head over to your Jack in the Bum of the Week. Obviously, every week we have a ton of candidates. And you're like, wow, so many candidates again this week. But I'm going to say my candidates would have been everyone on the Vikings. So... Everyone that wore purple last week, uh, the Giants and that fraudulent performance against the Lions, and the entire Jets-Pats game, which was just an abomination unto God, one of the worst football games ever played. And then, of course, Russell Wilson, who's now 3-7. and seven. And I don't know if you've seen this TikTok, but this guy updates every week. Russell Wilson touchdown passes for the Broncos versus how many bathrooms he has in his house. Currently trailing oh seven touchdowns to 11 bathrooms. Poor Russ. He's, he's seven touchdowns so far. He's on pace for like 12. So I hope he can go over 11 or that guy's going to have this a field is, day This is what we need to have your brother on because he'd be able to talk about this. But I heard this too. Like he's going to get Nathaniel Hackett fired. Yeah. And like have you ever – before I get to the bum of the week, we're getting there. I know everyone's waiting for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Mahomes, like, eventually you would think the enemy gets a job. Like, Brian Dayball got a job with Josh Allen. Like, you know, uh, Stafford got your Kevin O'Connell hired. You know, McDaniel, all these, all these, all these guys. I mean, McDaniel had Jimmy, and he got a job. Like, yeah. Russell gets everyone fired. Like, look at his his coordinators. Yeah. You look back, Bevel. Yeah. Yep. All of them. Like, none of them get hired. And they all get fired, and they never get a job. And they're like – and then they're probably in these interviews, probably texting their buddies in the league, like, dude, like, no one's going to believe me. But, like, I work my ass off every week just to have Russ tell me, like, these plays suck. Like – and, and and Hackett will get fired. Like, is is he a head coach? I'm probably probably not. But mm-hmm. like, bring somebody else in. Like, I mean, Sean Payton would never take the job. But if Sean Payton goes in there and and Russ is still losing, like, just another thing. Just like, why why is it why is it never your fault, Russ? Like all these guys, 
I don't know. Not Same guy, Shane good. Waldron. I mean, he had him last year. He's probably like, oh, thank God I got Gino, and he looks fantastic. Yeah. Anyways. All completely falling apart. You're going uh, with a different uh, person with the same last name as the aforementioned Russell Wilson. Yeah, it feels like everyone's uh, joining uh, this this party this week. I See, I could have gone Vikings, but like the Raiders a couple weeks ago, there's so many people, can't pick one. Like you said, Giants, the, the Jets-Pats game. Unfortunately, when I was visiting my parents in Reno, that was the local game. Uh, so I had to watch it. Uh, Not a good time. But I got a good look at the Jack and the Bum of the Week. The Jack and the – might be the biggest Bum of the Week – Zach Wilson, what are you doing, my guy? What, what happened? See, I don't know if James copyrighted that. Shout out to James. Love that guy. Love James. Buy his merch. Anyways, what happened? Like, I, neg- was it negative 21 passing yards in the second half? They averaged like 2.7 inches per play. <laughs> like, again, your play was garbage. Your play was hot dog water, Zach. But your post-game interview, like, not my problem. Did, did you let your teammates down? Zach, you know, they balled hard. You know, three points You know, in New England. You know, you know, unfortunately, tough t- tough day at the office. Did, you know, do you think the offense let, let the defense down? No. And it was quick. It was like, no. Like, they did like, you know, a little whatever. Like, and uh, – and it's just the way he looks. He doesn't have a beard. Like he, he looks like he he looks like he's being grilled about, you know, like why he put the pizza in the oven and left the cardboard under the frozen pizza and like burned the <laughs> kitchen down. Like as a kid, like he looks why? like he's in trouble. Zach, for why did you not do your homework? Yeah, how could you? Like he just and and it's like you go back to the reports. Like he went to BYU. You know, maybe kind of a. You know, sheltered. I don't know what it is. He, he kind of comes. People, the reports like he's kind of like a, like just, I don't know. Read like can't read the room with like teammates and just people don't want to. People don't in scouting. They know like they read all these like official like ESPN whatever. Like they're never just gonna write like. Uh, people have said he's a dick. Uh, <laughs> like they gotta find like a fancier way to say that. Struggles um, to read the room. Like yeah, that's the best. Like like. He had such an opportunity to say, like, you know, yeah, you know, I just starts with me. Got to play better. Josh Allen did it a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I played like shit. Hard to win. Like, yeah, you didn't play well, but, like, okay, you're going to figure it out. Like, accountability. Zach, like, you're going to get benched for Joe Flacco. Or Mike White. Yeah. it's <laughs> You I have mean, to. Like, whew. they benched Elijah Moore for popping off to whoever, like, complaining. Like, Garrett Wilson's postgame interview sounded like he wanted to throw hands. Like and and can you blame him? I mean, he's open. And Dan Orlovsky like, for ESPN did a great. He's it's like, he said like I don't know if he knows the plays. And there was one, there was one I saw too in the game. And I like did one of those like Leonardo DiCaprio like you know, memes where he's like pointed at the TV like, hey, what's the, from that movie <laughs> yeah. that like Hollywood movie whatever it yeah. was. He's like, hey, hey, and and it was like this screen pass I think to Michael Carter I think it was, mm-hmm. and uh, he like kind of looks right and then throws like this sidearm like no look and it just goes oh like 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 a shortstop air mailing the first like third row in the crowd <laughs> and like you see the receiver who's not even the guy he threw the ball to like like on the bottom of the tv screen like like it's it's bad it's so bad and it just 
you get you can get so much leeway if you just say like, hey, starts with me. I'm gonna be better. I'm gonna work hard. You know, we're I'm gonna fix this. You know, defense balled out. Coaching staff coached their ass off. You know, I'm gonna be better. And he's like, no. Like, huh? Like, have you? <laughs> It's like it's like in Madden and you play like your like create a player mode or whatever and you get to do those like interviews now and there's like options like it's like press A you could like say the team friendly thing press B you could say I don't care he pressed the button that said like nuke the locker room like <laughs> say the worst thing I could and it started a firestorm across every sports network whether it's FS1 or ESPN every time you flip over it's Stephen A it's Damian Woody it's Nick Wright it's whoever just going off on him and you can't blame him with I mean obviously he played terrible it was against a Belichick defense I get it really tough opponent but with the, Jet, that, the Jets have lost to the Patriots 14 times in a row I thought the Rams losing to the Niners eight times was a lot it feels a lot less since they won the biggest one but 14 yeah How, you're not and, going anywhere losing in your own division 14 straight times some of those are with cam newton too which is yeah. <laughs> i mean wow but with his post-game answer to that question i think he may have just thrown away his entire future whatever he would have had in new york like it's got to be over like if mike white comes in this week and wins you know or you know stabilizes things a little bit i mean i don't understand like it wasn't it wasn't as it wasn't as room. like it wasn't as like I don't know the word like aggressive as like a Baker Mayfield thing, but like it is like, what's the difference between now Zach Wilson and Baker? Like, you know, uh, there's another person, Johnny Manziel. I mean, Johnny Manziel and Baker Mayfield accomplish a lot more than Zach Wilson has. I so rough. Absolute tire fire week for that guy. And he's got to get, a lot of things straightened out if he's ever going to make it work there or anywhere else. Been a really tough start to his career. Let's move ahead to week 12, take a look at the lines, um, see if anything stands out to us. The first one is the first game, 9.30 Pacific, 12.30 Eastern on Thursday on Thanksgiving. Buffalo at Detroit. This game, uh, Three weeks ago, we would have been like, oh, Buffalo by a million. Now, it's Buffalo. In. Yeah, Buffalo minus 10, which I still think is pretty damn high, and you do too. I think it's very high. Look out for the fighting Dan Campbells. I, I'm, I'm not going to have the the uh, cojones to pick Detroit to win the game outright, but I sure as heck am picking them to cover. Um, Absolutely. I know Buffalo's been in Detroit, obviously, so like there's no travel or whatever. But when you're like just not home for that long, like and your schedule's kind of messed up, you know. This time it's it'll actually be a road game. They're playing the team that's right in Detroit. And uh yeah, I I mean if Detroit can can uh play any sort of defense, they I I I like them to cover. Yeah, that's I mean, I, that was number 1 on my list of games that I was like that seems a little bit out of whack. Unfortunately, last week the game that everyone and I listened to a ton of betting podcasts, everyone was like, why is Minnesota not favored at home against Dallas? Well, I thought that. Yeah, that did not go our way. But this week, I think a lot of people are going to be on Detroit with that big a number. Um, Another one that I think a ton of people are going to be on, including us two, Tennessee is playing Cincinnati. It's in Tennessee. And yet, since he is favored by two, I like Tennessee plus two there. 
I, I think the wrong team is favored in that game. Tennessee is going to get after Joe Burrow. Uh, in Tennessee, who knows the weather? Derrick Henry's not going to be fun to tackle. They got um, more rest. Oh, yeah. More rest. Yeah, I just – big Tennessee. Third in, third in my uh, uh, brand new power, power ratings. ratings. Yeah, I, I, th- obviously I'm a big Tennessee guy, but, wow, having them at third is pretty high up there. Um, Baltimore at Jacksonville. Baltimore's minus four. Their offense was awful last week, but their defense was basically perfect the entire game. I feel like this is a get-right game, even though Jacksonville's off a bye. Baltimore can kind of sense Cincinnati nipping at their heels. They got to, you know, especially with this being Lamar's walk year, they got to put some distance between themselves and Cincinnati. He's got to, you know, put up huge numbers so he can get that big contract. I think this is a get-right game for Baltimore, so I'm looking at them minus four there. You said Houston at Miami, Miami minus 13. 13 is not enough for you. No, I was trying to think like, what would have been the line? I don't know. It might've had to be close to 20. I just, <laughs> Houston is so bad. Houston is so bad. I mean, I love Miami. I mean, a potentially a trap game for them. Maybe McDaniels getting ready to face his former boss. I don't know. Like, but it's at home in Miami. Like, Off I don't, by. yeah, I just, there's no way they're going to be rested. I, yeah, I mean Houston played at home against Taylor Heineke and got blown the doors off. So we should mention the Vikings and Niners lines. After we took the Vikings last week, I'm like, I am never taking the Vikings, <laughs> and you are never taking the Niners again. It's just the kiss of death. Vikings are favored by three. Uh, Thanksgiving, they're the night game on NBC uh, against New England, and then. The Niners are back home uh, against New Orleans on a short week coming from Mexico City. So there could be a little bit of a letdown there, but they're minus nine at home against New Orleans. So uh, both of our teams favored the Niners, obviously much more so. Seems like a get right spot for both of them. Um, I probably wouldn't take either with the points, but I expect both of us to win next week. Yes, it'll be a gnarly pod next week if uh, they don't. Yeah, if you lose to Andy Dalton, that would that would be rough. But you're right. The Mexico, the travel, the altitude. I mean, the Colorado Springs to Mexico City to to Santa Clara, short week. I mean, could. I mean, it's pretty. I wonder. I mean, the there's NFL, more it, argument for New Orleans plus nine than there is for SF minus nine with all those factors. Oh, I mean, if I if if I had to bet this game, New Orleans plus nine would 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 be the move for me. But. Um, yeah, I mean the, the the Niners are lucky they're playing a team you know kind of on the struggle bus um, because with all this travel and stuff coming back, you know, could have been could have been more daunting. But um, one more game I want to take a look at, and not to reveal uh, something to my fantasy football opponent and co-host, but I am adding Kansas City defense in every league. They play at home against the Rams. Without Matt Stafford, that line is 14 and a half. You said maybe you could switch the four and the one and make it minus 41 and a half, and you still might take it. I mean, the Rams are so bad. They're so bad. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to – I mean, it's 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 almost one of those games like, 
are are they really gonna like call the dogs off in the second in the second quarter and like it's not as bad as you think it is and like there's some like ridiculous backdoor cover, like, mm-hmm. you know I don't know who the Chiefs played next week maybe they they have a game they're maybe looking forward to like I mean yeah I oh yeah I mean it's gonna be bad if Kansas City wants to play and shows up and you know doesn't go on a team bender the night before yeah <laughs> they should roll. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, so we're, I, th- I think we've got our five picks lined up, but we'll see. The, some other candidates there. I was thinking maybe Tampa Bay minus three at Cleveland or Atlanta plus four and a half at Washington. Tampa Bay coming off a bye. I think Brady wants to get rolling in the second half. The schedule only gets easier. You know, they I believe they finish with Atlanta and Carolina um, both at home. So, like, he wants to get right. And then Atlanta – Plus four and a half at Washington. At some point, Washington's going to slow down. This win streak has been against, I mean, Philly was a quality win, but a lot of the other games that they've won since they switched to Heineke have been kind of fluky. So I thought four and a half maybe was too many points. Um, Before we get to what the final five picks are, um, anything else we want to talk about in other sports this week? Obviously, I am obsessed with the World Cup. So I have some hot takes there, but anything NHL wise you want to bring up, you know, I mean, people do watch sports other than football. I have learned. Oh yeah. Big, you know, biggest news of the week. The the sh- biggest, biggest news in the Bay area last night was the sharks rolled the Ottawa senators. Me and my other, me and my other five fans uh, saw that. Um, Good seats still available. <laughs> for all the games, all of them. Um, if if they reanimate, you know, Gordy Howe and Wayne Gretzky and put them on the same team, and they come to play a one-off game against the Sharks, it would still get like six thousand fans. Not good. It's been a long fall from grace. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the New Jersey Devils are on an absolute heater, thirteen in a row. Um, yeah, no, I mean it's. It's a uh, Thanksgiving week's always an interesting week because a lot of stuff usually happens with trades and stuff. Because, uh, as they like to call it in the uh, hockey world, this is the American Thanksgiving. Because there's so <laughs> many Canadians, they're like they don't call it Thanksgiving; they call it the American Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll see. Um, potentially, maybe the Sharks trade the best player in the league, Eric Carlson, for uh, for something. Oh, knock on wood. On pace for 116 points. He is trying to get out of there, and I cannot blame him. <laughs> if he, if that's the motivation, hey, good for him. I don't care. Uh, gonna hopefully, hopefully, do your taxes next year in a different address. <laughs> um, You've been looking at college football at all? Obviously, it's like oh, huge game Saturday. Like, yeah, I mean, this is you got undefeated Michigan at Ohio State. That's going to be a great game. You got Georgia's basically a, a shoe in at this point, even if they lose a game. Um, and then TCU looking like they get the fourth spot if they went out. If they lose, it'll probably be, you know, a one-loss USC or something like that. But college football is getting pretty good. I'm going to Vegas a weekend after next, and that's the uh, conference championship weekend. And there's going to be lots of debate about, you know, the loser of the Ohio State-Michigan game. Should they get in as a one-loss, you know, um, at large for the four spot? Been a pretty good college football season, I feel like, and it's nice to not have Alabama in the conversation for once. 
Yeah. Other than, I mean, other than football, like the NFL getting, you know, just more and more popular for me personally, just because it so fits with being an adult with games on weekends and like gambling and fantasy. And, you know, sometimes my heart can't take the sharks losing three, four times a week. And I just like, if you lose one time, like, okay, three, four times a week consistently for like six months. Like, uh, as I get older, I'm like, I can't do this, but the other one is college football. I watch like more college football than, I mean, I, I, I mean, I honestly, sadly watch it probably more than hockey this year, even. And and I've, I've never said that, but yeah, it's, it's just nice that like, yeah, there's been like some sort of parody. Like they don't need like, you know, the four seed in the playoff to get to be, to be like seven and five, like, Mm -hmm. but like, yeah, to not have like Alabama. I mean, it kind of still is the same, but like there is some juice to the last like week or two with the championships. Um, I think if Michigan loses, they're toast um, for the playoff. But if Ohio State loses, if Ohio State loses, like somehow Michigan wins. Like, I wonder if they both get in. Um, Uh, Most professional sports bettors have Ohio State as the number one power-rated team ahead of Georgia. So you would think the committee would be like, hey, this is the clear best team in the country. They have to be in as an at-large if Michigan wins. But Michigan's not going to win that game. I mean, I'm setting myself I was up actually shocked. I saw not. the line was like minus 7.5, and, and I'm actually kind of shocked it's that close. It should be. I thought it would be like 13 because Ohio um, State, if they want Especially because their running back, Blake, Blake Corum, got, got injured. Um, but, yeah, USC, I think they came out today. They're at 5. I mean, if they win out, if they win out, they might – well, no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't pass TCU necessarily if TCU wins out, because TCU I think's got Iowa State this week. They should win. If they don't, they're done. But if they win that, they play in the Big Twelve title game. And then if they win that, they're an undefeated conference champion. And I don't care if you're, you know, whoever you are, if you're <laughs> Power Five yeah. undefeated conference champion, you're getting in. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then it would be USC getting in over US- the loser of the Ohio State Michigan game. Yeah. Um, unless somehow Michigan wins, but even, yeah, I just don't see there's any way Ohio state doesn't make it. Even if they lose, um, outside chance, yeah. outside chance LSU makes it, which is nuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they beat Georgia in the sec title game, they would be in they didn't make it. They'd be, I think they would be the first sec title team to not make the playoff. Yeah. No, that's another one, too, that people don't talk about enough is if they win out, which they're not going to, but if they lose. <laughs> yeah, which they're not. Like, they're it's like, like, oh, like, if like anything can happen loses, in college like, football. Which they will. Yeah. <laughs> if anything can happen in college football, it's like, they won't. Um, but, yeah, I, you're right. I mean, we talk about it like it's, oh, like what crazy that would be. But <laughs> uh, betting line, probably Georgia minus 20. Yeah. Yeah. 17 something huge. Yeah. Um, um, today was a, a crazy day in the World Cup. It had been mostly chalk to this point. The U.S. game against Wales. I told you we have a complete nincompoop at coach, and that's exactly what happened. We come out flying in the first half. United States is just seemingly unbeatable. The Wales coach makes adjustments at halftime, and they completely dominated the second half. Um, 
you know, terrible coaching performance, but the team itself actually did look pretty good. I was pretty impressed. The game against England on Friday is going to go a long way to determining what the future is for this team. They basically, their path to the knockout round is they have to do better against Iran than Wales does against Iran. It's like whoever scores more goals against Iran is going to go through on goal difference now that they drew. Um, But we did get our first craziness of the World Cup today with Argentina losing to Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, a 25-1 to underdog to win that game, and they won it. A couple of great goals. I feel for Lionel Messi because he was actually pretty damn good in the game. It was just everything around him was lifeless. Uh, World Cup is getting crazy, folks, so stay tuned. Might see another big loss or two this week. I think Germany will have their hands full with Japan. Um, France against Australia today, they won 4-1. But they gave up the first goal, and you could see panic on everybody's face, and I just love that at the World Cup. Like Saudi Arabia scores those two goals against Argentina, and they pan to the fans, and they are ready to jump off a bridge. Like the emotions are just so high. Oh my god! These imagine flew, imagine waiting four years to just they, for four years they've been waiting, and then they flew twenty hours from Buenos Aires to Doha, Qatar. And spent thousands and thousands of dollars on hotel rooms and tickets. You know what they didn't like, spend money on? Beer. Oh, my God. And then, of course, there's that to bring up here. <laughs> Which was, so, opening game, Ecuador against Qatar. Ecuador just blows them off the field. Like, absolutely destroys them. It was only 2 nothing, but it should have been 5 nothing. Qatar got every friendly whistle, every call from the ref, and they still, it wasn't even close to enough. But the Ecuadorian fans behind the goal were singing, Necesito cerveza over and over and over. Like, we want beer. We want beer. It was the funniest thing. And it's like, this is a weird topsy-turvy World Cup, and I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know what else is on. I mean, I'm pretty sure uh, there's probably nothing on TV at the same time the U.S.-England game. But, yeah, I, I, I even, even me, who uh, hasn't uh, turned on soccer on purpose – on the TV. Um, I'm pretty excited to watch that. Um, That's going to be huge. So they don't have to win it to go to the knockout round. They don't have to. In the world cup, you play three group stage games. You get three points for a win, one for a draw, none for a loss. And then the tiebreaker is goal difference. So right now it's England is, has three points. U S and Wales have one and Iran has zero. Wales is probably going to beat Iran, so they'll be on four So points. U.S. And, and Wales probably both beat Iran. Iran probably go 0-3. Right, so the U.S.'s path to getting to the next round is to score more goals against Iran than Wales does or somehow getting a draw or a win against England. So the motivation is clearly there. Had the U.S. won against Wales, I think they would have I saw they gave cur- up a late goal. Yeah, they would have got curb stomped against England because they would have been like, hey, we already got three points. All we got to do is, like, do something against Iran and, you know, we move on. But now the U.S. has to, like, go balls to the wall to try to get at least a draw against England. So it it should be – I expect a lot of scoring and I expect it to be a fun game. And I also expect it to be probably the highest rated soccer game broadcast on American television maybe ever. I mean, it's a huge one unless they – you know, make it to the knockout round and face Brazil or something. This is going to be the big one. This is going to be the one that Fox immediately is like, look, we got 37 million viewers or whatever to just be like, soccer is real. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. 
No, I mean, I even last night I was watching like there was live soccer coverage on on Fox like at midnight, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Um, yeah, they're taking it seriously. They they have a that massive set uh, right on the water there. So it- I saw saw <laughs> former uh, legend Chad Ocho Cinco there. I'm like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I mean, I heard you liked FIFA, but uh, they just gave you a job. Yeah, and they're like, just go to all the games, <laughs> hang out with people, and take some some selfie video. I mean, it's a hell of a gig. I would have taken it if I could get it. I just, wow. And it, what's funny is all the commentators are, they're usually British, but some are American for the Fox crew. And they always like do an incredible job of pronouncing all the names correctly. They're like, well, his name is spelled Nathan, but because he's Dutch, it's actually Natan. Like, they always got to get it exactly right. And so the, the announcers are like, and we send it over to Chad Ocho Cinco. <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's not like there's like some ethnic thing to the name. He made it up. Like, it's not like, you know, his parents were like, yes, we will call him Ocho Cinco. It's like, no, his name's Chad Johnson. He changed it to Ocho Cinco. Like, let's How not did- get out of hand here. I mean, he's... Uh, a plus entertainer, but how, how, they have to do they have to do something with Jason Sudeikis and uh, oh yeah and the Ted Lasso they ha- they, they have to they did a cool thing where uh, all twenty six players that made the U S national team for the World Cup they put these billboards in all of their hometowns that were like messages to those players from Ted Lasso it was kind of cool oh then that's cool. That's yeah, cool. but I I want him to be like on a broadcast or something. Like, say they by some miracle make the semifinals or something. You gotta have him on the broadcast at all costs. You need to be like every one of you needs to be a goldfish. You know, yeah. just throw that out there, and people will be like, "Let's go! I'm ready yeah. to run through a wall." Yeah, he's first thing. He's like, "I, I brought cookies. I made them. Yeah. Made them myself. Yeah. Oh, that um, would be sick." Um, let's pivot over to the you like that five picks of the week. We had our first losing week in podcast history last week. We went 1-3-1. and one. Uh, We won with Detroit, obviously, and then Chicago pushed at plus three, and then the Vikings, Chiefs, and Pittsburgh all didn't cover. Obviously, the Vikings wasn't close. Kansas City and Pittsburgh, I feel like we had the right side. Vi- the, the you know Vikings, Chiefs, that was me. So um, I don't <laughs> feel like I let you down, though. Um, that was <laughs> No. I feel like Christian Derisau and the offensive line uh, were the I was, ones that let it's us like, down. It's <laughs> like – if I was being interviewed about her picks to be like Zach Wilson, nope. Nope. I didn't love them. Nope, not at all. No accountability. Um, all right, here we go. Let's go. The five picks of the week. We are going Detroit plus 10. That's my pick. Um, like we said before, I, I feel like they're going to do really well at home, motivated. Campbell's got them playing good football. Buffalo. Is it not the, like the biggest Thanksgiving game for Detroit? Like, you know what's crazy is they made the playoffs twice with Stafford and, and Caldwell, and I still feel like yeah, this might be like one of the biggest. Like the like Detroit usually fans they, are going to usually be they bad, show yeah. up to like their fans show up to Ford Field like one in ten and wearing playing, a brown like, bag on their head. Yeah, yeah, and it's like okay, I think they won three in a row. Like Buffalo, like I mean, like okay, like let's go. Maybe there'll be like an atmosphere. Like they'll get some to help. I don't know. I don't think but they yeah. win, but plus 10, it's a lot of points. We're rolling with Detroit. Let's go. Uh, Miami minus 13, that's your pick uh, for our second pick. Yeah, my, Miami minus 13, 31, a minute, Miami by a billion. Uh, I like Tennessee plus two at home against Cincinnati. Um, like we said, they're, they're, they should be favored in this game. 
They are the definitely more well-coached team by a mile. Burrow scares you, but if they took it to Aaron Rodgers on the road last week, they got extra rest. They're at home. I think they can handle their business there. Um, I am also on Baltimore minus four. Like I said, it's a get-right game for Lamar. The Baltimore defense is really good. They only gave up three points last week. The offense needs to get it going, and I think they will. And then you like Kansas City minus 14 and a half. Yeah, I backup quarterback for the Rams. No Cooper Cup. Tough task. Very tough, tough task. task. So let's go through it again. We're 11-7-2 so far uh, through week 11 on our picks. Had a tough week last week, but we're ready to bounce back. Detroit plus 10. Um, at home against Buffalo, Miami minus 13 at home against Houston, Tennessee plus two at home uh, against Cincinnati, Baltimore minus four at Jacksonville, and then Kansas City minus 14 and a half at home against the Staffordless Rams. Let's go over to your feels great baby, your wildest take that you feel best about at the moment. And these every week have been like, oh, one was about, um, I think we need to do better about our streaming channels. One of them was like, Oh, I, I think uh, Red Zone is actually a little bit overrated. This week, you're staying at home, and you're talking about one of your favorite people in all of sports. Yeah, I can't believe I, that. I can't believe that that's as true as it is, because uh, been through a lot of rides with uh, with this man, and uh, he looked as pretty, literally as pretty, and as good as ever last night. And my feels great, baby, take is that this is not Jimmy Garoppolo's last ride with the San Francisco 49ers. There, if he continues to play like this, there is absolutely no way, no way that they let him walk. They can't franchise him. They He, he wanted that in his contract to, to, to come back, to be a backup. He's like, I want out of here after this year. Well, things have changed. Trey Lance, significant uh, ankle injury. Who knows his timeline? I think it's, he should be fine for next year, but... Are we sure? And as it has shown out this year with the team, partly how he's played, this team very much has a Super Bowl winning roster. I mean, do they get it done? Who knows? But they have absolutely a good chance. And and with how much they're paying these some of these guys, they're they're getting older. You get old, you get old fast in the NFL. And there will be a riot in the locker room if 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 he somehow just walks. If the money's close. With any of these teams, if he goes, you know, the Jets call, the Giants call, like, he's got a pretty good gig here. If the Jets or Giants call, say, hey, we have this guy Trey Lance available in a trade if you'd like him. Well, that's see, that's the part two of the take. Do they move him? Like, I mean. He's on an inexpensive deal. What? I just, what is his value? I, I mean, a third? I... Because the the people, like, he's hurt now, and part of the reason why they kept Jimmy, they'll never admit it, is I'm sure they're like, ugh. Like, again, you go from North Dakota State to the National Football League, and you don't play. Like, Carson Wentz did it, but he played. And Trey Lance had one year, had the COVID year, that one game, his rookie year, he doesn't play at all in the NFL, and then this year he gets a game and a quarter. And he's not He's not getting better. He's not necessarily getting worse, but he's not getting better. He's not getting the reps. I, 
there's no way that as crazy as it is, unless Jimmy just says, I hate everyone here, which I don't think he can possibly say that because he should already hate everyone here. If he really did with how he's he been treated, not. how he's been treated. I mean, you see him like the Warriors dance team. Hi. Hi, Jimmy. Hi. How's it going? Sit next courtside with his with his buddies. Like, it sounds like he's got a pretty good gig. And next year, he's going to have all the leverage with the yes. Niners for the first time for the first time since he got the first contract when we had nothing and he came here and, and finished on a five game winning streak. And at the time gave him the richest contract in NFL history. I think it was pretty right. sure 2017 and, uh, off. Season, yeah. Right. And, uh, but since then he, the Niners have kind of had him by the balls and this year he's like, I'm the captain now. And, <laughs> and it's like, what are they going to do? I, Somebody's going to throw a lot of money at him, but if the money is somewhat close, like again, he's very clearly very tight with the team here. I mean, for crying out loud, like Debo Samuel tweeted out, "Himmy Guapo," <laughs> like I, you know, I, like it's just he. I've never seen them hang out. Like Debo's been like a receiver. Like he could be a guy that maybe he's not a big Jimmy guy, like. Mm-hmm. There are rumors that Brandon Ayuk wasn't necessarily a big Jimmy guy last year because, like, receivers, like, there's only so many times I've been enjoy, like, catching screen passes and blocking all day. Like, I want to catch the ball down the field, and we don't do that. And, well, Ayuk's having the best season of his career. Debo's, you know, clearly tweeting about him. I I, I don't see it. He's going to be back. He's going to be back, and we're going to get to look at that pretty, pretty face. For at least another year. I saw a few videos that were like, I believe it was at the Jets-Pats game. They're asking people as they enter the game for a TikTok video or whatever. If you could be any player in the NFL, who would it be? And you expect everyone to be like, I want to be Derrick Henry so I can beat the shit out of people. I want to be Josh Allen so I can be invincible. You know, I want to be Tom Brady because I can be the GOAT. Literally every male was like, Jimmy Garoppolo. Like if you I could mean, be anybody, who would you be? And it's like, you can't argue with him. Like, the guy has it when, all right now, and when, he's about to get paid. And when he, when he when he shows up, when he shows up in that in that suit, the one last night, the salt and pepper on his head, the, the jawline, the smile, and he throws four touchdowns and no picks, it's got me questioning things, Eric. <laughs> oh, man. So that's your hot take. This is not Jimmy's last ride. You would think it would be like maybe like three years, hundred and five million, something like that for him to come back. Which is crazy because he came yeah. back here for six to yeah. back up Trey Lance. And look no at one him no now. wonder no wonder the team leaked it to the media like uh uh are we sure? Are we sure? And then and then Trey goes down, everyone's like, Okay, God bless Trey, but like <laughs> psych. Uh <laughs> then oh like, you know, God. you know, Trey, hopefully you get better, you know, thoughts and prayers, like we love you, buddy, but <laughs> we got him back. The band is back together, and it's been a really good Cause, season. Because just on, enough of the like, I'll stop. You know the you know talking about his looks. We can talk about his play for just a quick second. Like that's the thing I think Trey, the, he really struggled with is like he, Jimmy killed them with the slants over the middle, the accuracy over the middle, and Trey, like yeah, he can run. He's got mobility. He's got the big arm, but like consistently, he was barely if he was completing fifty percent of his passes. 50 mm-hmm. like and, and even the ones he completed not accurate 
And, and that's in a Kyle Shanahan offense that's exactly really and easy Jimmy's to pitch com- and catch. Jimmy's improved that, I think, every year. He's damn near at 70% now. And with McCaffrey, it's only going to go higher because he, I mean, he stands, you know, two, three yards behind the line of scrimmage, just a little boop. And then that's sometimes eight, nine, 10, 12 yards, depending on how many, you know, tackles he breaks. But yeah, I, that's, that's like the one thing I think Kyle was like, if I'm going to run my offense, like, okay, like you have to be able to hit this, which is why he wanted, you know, Mac Jones. Right. Or at least thank God that didn't happen. Yeah. You want to talk about a guy whose stock has fallen, man, you made the right choice in, keeping Jimmy around. Thank God nobody gave you a godfather offer in the offseason like they were it wouldn't even Pittsburgh. It wouldn't have even taken Seattle. that much. Yeah. What a, t- what a two? You know, yeah. probably all I would have taken it. A two? Yeah. And now look, now we're like, three years, 105? Does he ask for more? Does he want a fourth year? And you're like, sure, whatever he wants. Yeah. Pretty incredible. Um, next week. Uh, Niners at home against New Orleans, Vikings on uh, Thanksgiving night against the Pats. I will be in Colorado Springs visiting uh, my in-laws for Thanksgiving. So uh, after we have some turkey and mashed potatoes and all the goodies, maybe I'll be able to sneak some Vikings Patriots without uh, disturbing the household too much because that's that's become a very big game after the loss last week. Uh, and then what are your plans for, for Thanksgiving? Staying home, uh, we're going to be going to uh, my wife's uh, cousin's house um, here. And, uh, yeah, big turkey. Um, there, there, uh, One thing I'm very confident, there will be all three football games on the TV there. So that's a that's a, that's a have to. I, I will cancel my Thanksgiving plans if, if I'm not confident. Um, <laughs> you just uh, got to get that Daniel Jones, Dak Prescott fix around one. 25 Pacific. You know, there's there's the football for me and the Jonas Brothers for, you know, the wife. And because uh, they're doing the halftime show, I'm pretty sure. Right. Um, really quickly before we get out of Dodge. All right. Top five Thanksgiving foods. I'm trying to go off the top of my head what I would I would rank them. For me, number one is stuffing. I'm obsessed with oh, stuffing. I think okay. that'd be my number. We have... <laughs> this might be the Joey's feel scrape take because I cannot stand stuffing. That, that I is, absolutely hate it. That is one of the worst takes you've like, ever had. Like, probably haven't had stuffing in a decade. Oh, my God. How anyone could not like that is beyond me. I go stuffing one, mashed potatoes two, apple pie three, uh, green beans four, and then turkey five. I think that's how I'll round it out. What are you going to your top five Thanksgiving? That was a horrible foods? list. Oh. Well, here's the thing. I'm not a big sweets guy, so I don't have any pie, no apple. And I, I'm also, I don't eat healthy, so no green beans either. Um, number one, mashed potatoes for me. Number one. Uh, with gravy, no gravy. I like them, you know, any, any way you want them. Mashed, scalloped. Baked. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Yeah. I'm a big just tater guy, Uh, but specifically mashed potatoes. Um, And here we're going to get super uh, specific. The dark meat, number two. I got the white and the dark meat, but the dark meat is significantly higher on the power rankings than the white meat. I make this argument every Thanksgiving. If you choose white meat over dark meat, you are a sociopath. You have no taste whatsoever. It is dark meat or nothing. 
Like, okay. like you know all when you the cook the whole turkey and all the fat is in there. Like if you, you know you cook a turkey, and like big family turkey, and then like you send you send leftovers home because you got so much turkey. Mm-hmm. You send the people in your family you don't like the white meat, and like people you do like at the dark meat, or if you don't send them anything, like in your house, like my parents would have like Ziplocs or whatever of just turkey and they were separate the white meat and the dark meat. Like everyone ate the dark meat first. And then we were just left with like bags of zip Ziploc bags of white meat that were like never, never dog. put, never put. Yeah, exactly. Never put in a, uh, sandwich or anything. They were like the one that was the ones that was chopped up and put like in like a dog bowl, a salad, like little increments maybe, or like, you know, I've been know, having put, this argument for for years with my family with with jamie it's like the dark meat is superior in every way the flavor every country why other than do you, the US, you argue with jamie so jamie's a white meat oh she won't even won't even have the discussion she's 100 percent on team white meat okay. and i'm like if you like well yeah. you and you and tom can hang out of the divorce club because that's a, <laughs> that's a divorce that is if you like dry, flavorless, I mean, does she the, does the does Jamie make like the best gravy in America that she dumps the entire see, gravy thing the on thing. it? Like, that's there's the thing. see, there's no way, there's there's zero chance she eats the white meat with no sauce. It's that's what I'm saying. Is the white meat? I could eat the nothing. dark meat with literally it's a nothing. Vehicle for the gravy. It is not good on its own at all. I will not hear any any other arguments. Also, mac and cheese, if that makes it to the Thanksgiving oh, table. Oh, I love mac and cheese. That might make my top but, five as well. Yeah, you're right. Throw I love, the green beans out I love there. mac and cheese, yeah. but it usually isn't made. In uh, uh, Mom made a ton of things for Thanksgiving, but that wasn't one of them. So, um, Cranberry sauce, big fan as well. I'm not, see, I don't like it either. Yeah, because it, it came from a plant. So there's Yeah, no you're right. <laughs> <laughs> that came uh, from That wasn't processed. <laughs> it's not going in me. Uh, yeah. So mashed potatoes, the dark meat. Um, and then third, this, see this, this was present at all the Thanksgivings and this might be a little off the board and it's also very Joey. It is very processed, but the Reese's holiday, like pumpkins that you left over from Halloween or like you get ready for Christmas, the trees that were already be out there. Okay. Those, like in those, I will not hear an argument on this. Those taste different. Those are the, the regular Reese's. Re- you oh. you can't tell me that those are the same. They put something. They put something in the holiday Reese's. I could go to I could go to alone. Safeway or whatever and buy like a hundred of those. <laughs> like put those and put those in my stocking. This episode brought to you by diabetes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So yeah, that would be three. What else? Um, I pretty much is mostly just. Oh, the biscuits. Four is the biscuits. Yeah, yeah. With the Crescent most disgusting amount biscuits, of butter yeah. you could put on it. Throw some honey on there, maybe. Yeah. And then. Rounding out the top five. Just like nostalgic, I did. I did as a kid. Love. This isn't the food, but like, the sparkling like apple, or oh like, yeah, whatever. The Martinelli's apple yeah. cider. Yeah. Oh yeah. That like, was my favorite because like all the all the parents and grandparents would yeah. all have wine, and then my brother and I would get that, and it yeah. was like, let's throw down. We're finishing this bottle. Yeah. Right here, oh right yeah. I was like, I felt I felt like, 
I, I felt special drinking those. So yeah. Oh yeah. We would pretend to get tipsy. We're like eight <laughs> and six years old. And me and my brother are like, yeah, let's have another bottle. But yeah. Oh, that that'd be it. Very nice. Yeah, I'm traveling for for Thanksgiving, Colorado Springs. I'll be back late Sunday night, so we're going to record next week on Monday um, after uh, the Monday night game next week, which is we can record. We can record during it. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you want to watch Jeff Saturday and and Mike Tomlin square off? You go for it. We'll be recording the podcast and get it out on Monday night. Uh, Thanks to everybody who's liked and subscribed and rated and listened to our podcast to this point. We love uh, getting feedback. Uh, thanks yeah, to everyone I gotta, who texts in ideas and whatnot. So, yeah, we're we're pumped to to keep this thing going. Yeah. Last thing, I gotta make a shout out. I forgot your shout out. His name, Niner Johan. fan, Johan. Yep. What a legend. Um, but not a Niner fan, but could be a legend. Told I told the family I'd shout him out. But uh, good old Uncle Uncle Rick, his Raiders won. So big week for him. It's been a tough season, but uh, was told he listens to. All, all, all of our content. So, uh, shout out man, Uncle, Uncle Rick. Rick. You're the man. Yeah, three and seven Raiders. It's okay. It's I'd like to Daniels say it gets is, better, but it might not. He's turning that ship hey, around. Hey, hey, big Raider guy this week. They're in Seattle. So Yeah, you're hoping for some help there from Derek Carr. I don't know if you'll get it, but Seattle coming off a bye. Let's go. Let's ride. Yeah. <laughs> Raiders country, let's ride for Uncle Rick. Um. Yeah, man. All right. Yeah. Is it just this me or a, are we getting better at this? We're getting a little better. I think we're we understand what the people want. We're just giving it to them. We're just giving it to everybody. Just giving it. <laughs> just like just like the gave Niners it to everybody gave, yesterday. Just just <laughs> gave it to Arizona. Oh. Business decisions were made in Mexico City in the fourth quarter last night. Oh, a lot of them. And I, by the way, I tied in a fantasy game because they pulled DeAndre Hopkins in the third quarter. I was like, could could the Niners have gone? With one less touchdown, so I could have won that game. Gee. But I digress. Yeah, Tra- right, Tra- Traverius Ward went after DeAndre Hopkins today. I don't know if you saw that. I did not. On Twitter? No, on uh, KNBR. Uh, like, basically called him Steroid Boy. <laughs> called, said uh, he was trying to, like, uh, um, he was grabbing his throat all game, like, face mask, and, like, trying to, like, uh, I think when it was like a running, like on running plays, he'd like go for his knees and he just like went off on, on KBR wow. radio. And he's like, uh, yeah, Sarah boy. Like, yeah, you know, he, he was like, he thinks he's still good, but he's not. I'm like, okay, Trevarius, there were a couple of plays that, okay, you didn't <laughs> knock the ball away, but Hey, he's like, we came here for the win. I'm like, yeah, we did win, but he did, I think have like nine for 90 or something like that. I mean, he had the, he had the so disrespectful point that costed him 15 yards. Right. This is yeah. a family show, DeAndre. Cut it oh, out. Terrible call, but I digress. All yeah. right. We'll see. If happy we, Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week. Dropping on Monday. Thanks for joining us again. And uh, we'll see you next week. 